Good afternoon and welcome to the Bonnie Lynn Podcast Show. Today I have with me my friend John and he and I are going to talk about the time when he was injured in the townhouse that we lived in and well let's we'll we'll just go ahead and talk about that. Anyway, so John, good to have you. Good to have you too. Thank you. And um, so back in 2011, you had moved back into my townhouse, and I I noticed that you were kind of not yourself. You were kind of in a different world, and um, you were kind of under the um, thumb of a, another guy whose name was Rick. I believe he was from India, you said, or I don't know. That's correct. Okay, so you and he were were pretty good friends. Um he was telling you things. What sort of things was he he was he guiding you? What was he telling you? Well, he was kind of like a guidance person for me at the time. And uh into this guru business. Okay. And, uh, anyways. Was he, like, your age, John? Yeah. About, okay. So, but you were kind of unhappy. That was kind of an unhappy time for you. It was. Okay. I know I that... I over the Mary Council and all that, and... The, the Neighborhood Council, and, okay. And that was the Hollywood Neighborhood Council. And, That's right. And, yeah, it's because, like, for years I'd been telling you that being on a board is sometimes really difficult. And I think well, you kind of... it wasn't really difficult. I did not have a problem being on the board. It's just the pressure just got too much. Right, so that was difficult. It was difficult for you, so the pressure was too much. And you decided to just give that all up, and uh, which was a good thing I, in in my eyes, because um, I had served on a board, a homeowners board, for tw- over twenty years. After my mom died, I took her place on a homeowners board, and that was hard. <laughs> so um, I understand. And uh, so you moved in, and you and I were kind of having our moments, and. You went out, and um, it comes July 10th, okay, of 2011, and you and I are kind of at a, you know, arguing, and um, it was, I don't know, do you remember what we were arguing about for like hours and hours and hours at a time? It was just really bad. I, I don't remember, but... Whatever you you even um, <laughs> you even uh, taunted the West LA police. I remember you called them and told them to come over to the townhouse and arrest you. And I couldn't understand why, but you told them that it was for something that happened in the townhouse twenty years earlier. Do you remember what what that was, or were you just taunting them? No, I don't remember exactly what that was. Okay, that's fine. 
So it was getting really late. I, I don't know why, but you handed me back the keys to the townhouse, your keys that I had given you. And, um, anyway, I, I went to bed because I was tired of arguing with you. And I got up the next morning to go to work. It was July 11th. And your door was ajar. And I was going to sneak in to see if you were okay because you were breathing rather heavily. Like you had COPD or something back then. Um, that's how bad your breathing was. And so I said, okay, well, I got to go to work because I wasn't having a great time at work and I didn't want to be late. So I left and usually on a typical day, you would have called me at work like two or three times, but you didn't do that on this day. So that kind of like tipped me off as, as though something were really wrong. And so... And knocked myself out. Yeah, you fell, but I'm not sure how you fell. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. But you um, didn't call me, so I I raced home. And that was, I told a friend of mine I couldn't go out with her. She had called me at 4 o'clock to go out with her because she lived in Torrance, which was in the other direction from where I lived. And... Um, I raced home. I actually sped home. And when I got home, uh, I I opened the door and I saw your keys that I had placed on the stairs in case you wanted to go out uh, were still sitting on the stairs. And mm -hmm. I look up and I see one of the dogs is standing there. Gin Gingerbread was standing there. And looking at me like, come see, Mommy. Come see what's going on in the house. So I walked up the stairs, made my way into the middle floor, which was the living room, the patio, the kitchen, the dining room areas, and the half bath. And I didn't see you anywhere. And I realized we have one more floor. <laughs> that I have to look at, you know, look through. And so I stood at the bottom of the stairs and I yelled out your name. I, I mean, very softly, I said, well, I didn't yell it out, but I softly, I said, John, John, and you must have heard me because I heard what sounded like a, like a muffled, you know, response to me. And I'm thinking, okay, I think we found you. So I slowly walked up the stairs. Um, I didn't know if you were still in your room or if you were like somewhere in between our bedrooms. Um, but your door was still in that little ajar position, that open position. And so yeah. I pushed it open. And when I looked in there, I just saw you on the ground and you were like trying to... to breathe. I mean, you were really gasping for air. I've never seen anything. And the room was like dark. The shades were down. The, um, the nightshade that there was, that we had there and the blinds were down. And I saw on you splattered blood. 
and that I think freaked me out. And you looked like you were in the position of like a, a frog ready to leap. Um, so I ran downstairs and I, I called 911 and I explained your situation. Um, and they sent, of course, they sent the fire department. And the 911 operator is telling me, get on my hands and knees and clear your mouth out. And I'm like, I'm not going back up there. I mean, it was a really scary scene, I said to the 911 operator. So, and I couldn't even kneel on my knees. I had bad knees at the time. So, anyway, they the fire department came. Eight men came in to the house. And they couldn't bring a they couldn't bring the gurney upstairs because the staircase was kind of narrow and it, it went one way and then another way and then another way. So it was kind of like in the letter J, okay, was our stairs that kind of curved around. So all the guys went up there, they lifted the shades and the blinds, and they straightened you out. In doing so, in straightening you out, they tore the skin off the back of your legs, quite literally. Yeah. And, um, and uh, it ripped through a few layers, if I, if I remember correctly. But anyhow, I, um, gosh, um, it took them and a sheet from your bed to carry you down the stairs. And yeah. and then place you on the gurney, gurney waiting outside in the common area. So, um, they they took you away and they 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 put the sirens on too, uh, because they told me you were in grave condition. And um, <clears throat> I'm just sorry I didn't get home to you sooner, but uh, you know work I didn't get off till four and there was just no way I could leave early to. You know, I didn't like the uh, I didn't like the office manager at the school at the nobody school. Expected you, nobody expected you to see something like this. Well, I didn't expect you to to do something like that to to fall and get hurt really badly. So anyway, um, they took you to the hospital, and um, they wouldn't even let me go in to see you right away, and. I got suspicious, and finally, I think four or five hours later, somewhere in that area, the uh, the uh, doctor, the ER doctor, came out and escorted me back to see you. And while we're walking back, she asks me, "Why did I do that to you?" And I looked at her like she was on smack or something, or crack or whatever, on drugs. And I couldn't understand why she was asking me why I did that to you. I didn't even understand the question. But what she was insinuating was is that I did that to you, that I put you there, but I had an alibi. I was at work, you know, from... I left the house at 7 a.m., and I left work at 4, and you were already down on the ground and injured. I, how could I be in two places at once? Well, it sounds like the nurse judged your conclusions. Well, that was just because I probably called 911 for you, 
but a normal person would. Okay, a normal person person would help somebody in their time of need, and that's exactly what I did. And I I told her that she was crazy for thinking that I did that. I didn't even understand what was wrong with you. That should have given her a clue to leap, like back off. But anyway, so they had you in the uh, ICU hours later. And um, they told me to go home. And I came back at like midnight. And mm -hmm. I walk up and there's a um, uh, an ICU doctor sitting there. And um, I say to him, are you going to be okay? I ask him if you're going to be okay. And he says to me, can you go home and find an open bottle of pills and a, and a suicide note? And I'm thinking, boy, this day just keeps on getting more weird, right? Weirder and weirder. So I went home after visiting with you for a few minutes. Uh, I went home, and sure enough, there was an open pill bottle next to a suicide note. Okay? I had no idea. And um, anyhow, so <laughs> so I actually went back right away, and I gave, it, gave him the pill bottle and the note. And uh, that was kind of interesting in itself, but... Anyhow, moving on. So you were you were at St. John's for a while. And then once you got out, they kind of put you in a convalescent hospital nearby. So I was able to go and visit you and bring you your cigarettes, which I know you love. And um, in exchange, and I, I have to thank you to this day, you paid my mortgage every month. For as long as, because you were you were still living in the house, and I I think that was really really sweet of you, um, and thank you. But um, so after a while, you left town. This was like a year later. You left town and you started going around to different states. Um, I know you were in. Let's see, you went back east because you had family in New Jersey. So I don't know if you started in New Jersey, and then I know I got calls from you in New York, um, and we're, and then you went down to Florida, and was it was it in Florida, John? Um, hold on, hold on. Was it in Florida where um, you ended up having to have the lower part or below the knee removed? Because sepsis had set in? Yeah, it was in Florida. It, it was in Florida. What part of Florida, John? Broward County. Broward County. Broward County? Okay. Yeah. All right. And, because um, it, it, was, it was kind of a long... You, you sort of had a long um, medical battle with your, your leg for a while because what you ended up doing when you got injured in my townhouse and almost dying, um, anyway, you ended up with, you ended up with um, a, um, 
what do they call that? Compartmental syndrome? Yeah, compartment syndrome. Okay, and that's not an easy thing to deal with because you were getting frustrated that they had to remove some of the skin and put it where your your leg was. Is that, or how did what what happened to you? What well, what is so they had to do the so they amputated from the knee down and that was in florida and then what happened to you after that did you move into someone's house did you rent an apartment what did you do yeah i rented a room okay and so um in the neighborhood where you were were you able to um move around in your wheel wheelchair regularly did you not uh how, how did you deal with the wheelchair and going yeah, out the okay um what where did you like what did you like to do where did you go and how far well i'm not more than about me half a mile okay and what did you do okay Um, did you, okay, okay, um, okay, so, the, 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 the side, no sidewalks at all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Florida's different. Their sidewalks and walkways and pathways are a little different than ours. Um, so, 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 well, how did you deal with that, John? Because um, I, I do know that you were actually arrested in Florida, which... I've been pulled over several times. Okay. Right, I know, I know. You you were just like a wheelchair advocate. I mean, you you did that a lot because I know you were arrested, and which actually was on um, the internet, so anybody could actually find it. Where the um, what was the name of that uh, the where they can find it if people want to look it up. Judge scolds man in wheelchair. And what year did this happen in, John? 2013. 2013. Oh, okay. And um, when, did they actually take you to jail? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it is. Okay. Each and every one of them were tossed out. 
Did you have any like crowds like cheering you on, or were you just kind of by yourself? Oh and... yeah, lots of times. Okay, okay. Well, can you give us a little more information about that? I mean, uh, that sounds uh, interesting in itself. Yeah, I had people on the Saturday, Saturday. Okay. They saying go, 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 go. How many? How many times were you, were you actually arrested, John? Wow, that that's a lot. So, the the so, but where where they shot the clip that is actually on the uh, internet? Where was that? What what boulevard was that, John? That was right off of Broward, near Third Street. Okay, and uh, I I'm almost certain that you were very. Um, Argumentative with the policemen, or the policemen. I was that... more than argumentative. Uh huh. I basically told him, said, "Look, you want to try to violate my rights, you want to take me to jail." He said, "I'm going to be right back out here again, and again I was, and right after that I was again and again and again and again and again. I wouldn't stop, and I said I will never stop. And as a matter of fact, you didn't even record it." Mhm. Mm oh, um, oh yeah. That, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, almost all day Mhm. Um. I'm not dealing my my rights. Okay. For and, anybody, I don't give a fuck who the hell they are. And when you were in court, why why did the judge throw that out? Since you were in court so many times for yeah, this. Because what? Okay. All right. Um, would you do that again if you? Well, because I know you're in California uh, now. Would you do? Uh huh. And again, and again, and again, and again. So you would still do it to this day. You would do it again and be an advocate for yourself and other people in wheelchairs. Yeah, mm-hmm. So you you don't have an electric wheelchair, you just yeah. have the 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 manual. Okay. Manual um, chair. Uh huh. Um, have you learned to walk with with a prosthetic leg yet, and maybe like a walker? I tried it. It's very uncomfortable. Because I see, sometimes I've seen guys with. Um, Metal, you know, like to run with, they have these metal legs, like metal feet. Different type of leg. Uh huh. This is a socket leg. Different. Okay. Yeah, but but you still have one of your legs, though, John. So how how has getting physical therapy helped or not helped or what what are you doing now to get yourself so you can actually walk like you did before? Mm-hmm. How do you get around? I'm sorry, go ahead. Question by me again. How do you how do you get around now, John? I mean, is it just in, in the wheelchair? wheelchair? I know, but I'm saying don't they try to get you to walk with a prosthetic leg? I mean, aren't they helping you with that? No, because 
two teams for the walk on this. Really? Really? Wow. Um, you said you get like these phantom pains. Um, is it like that kind of a pain or is it just, um, the stub there is just that that's the problem and you can't, they, they can't, uh -huh. but, but can't they fix that, John? Can't they fix that so you can? So, no. so, so that you'll be able to walk? No? No. Not the kind that I have. So, you're, you're just doing without that, that prosthetic for now, or are you going to get that back and just wear it and just do the wheelchair, or how are you going to deal with that? Well, I'm just going to basically use the wheelchair. Okay. Something better than what I have. Yeah. And, um... Okay, wow. So, what what are your plans for the future now, John? Plans for the future. Well, I'm pretty much run my own business. Are you going to stay where you are now in the uh, assisted living? I'm retired. Yeah, they, they, they've kind of found you a permanent place. Right. And um, you you did have a girlfriend that recently passed away, which I do. Oh, well, that's uh, right. Very yeah. sweet girl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there really is light at the end of the tunnel, or the rainbow, or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> it's just that uh, you had a little bit of unfortunate situation recently when she passed away and um so that that's been good for you i mean you see you seem happier um there um any new prospects possibly i don't know yet it's still looking still not over yet yeah so yeah Oh, I'm sure. And, um... And I don't want to really get over her. Yeah. Um, is there I any... I want to remember her. Yeah. But is there... Going back to your situation, is there anything else you would like to tell the folks out there about, um, wheelchair rights? Uh, are you still... Are you still advocating for other people other than yourself and... Well, that's the reason why I'm glad they made the video, because they haven't wanted to contact me. They can use some contact me via the Internet. Mm-hmm. Via the Internet. Uh-huh. Well, I yeah, I watched that video. I have to say, it, it was very intriguing, John. I have not seen you like that. That, that was just kind of another one of your many characters, <laughs> I'll just say. Uh, knowing you for 40 years um, and uh, with uh, with COVID uh, I'm, I'm sure you probably just stay put a lot I mean are you able to get out and like or are you just staying in the front of your building and having a smoke or what, what are you doing these days staying in front of the building most of the time inside the building not going out to this COVID situation oh I know yeah, 
I, I pretty much have to stay in also. It's dangerous out there. Oh, yeah. Um, Contracting this disease. Yeah, that would be very difficult for us and anybody who has underlying medical conditions. Uh, it's not going to get any better very soon. I mean, I'm glad they're making some efforts in getting the vaccines to to individuals, but I just think it's taking too long to get everybody vaccinated. But they have their ways of dealing with this. I feel it's just going to take a little longer um, than what they're saying. So whoever said that this could be almost over in 2022... Um, I think they're correct because I think it's going to take a long time to see how the vaccine works on uh, everybody and in everybody right. in the in the world. So uh, before we can go back to normal, um, but in the meantime, we're just about out of time, John. So um, it was very uh, interesting to talk to you about wheelchair rights. And um, not just for people in Florida, but for, I guess, the whole United States. Am, am I correct on that? Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. And I also want to point out one other thing, too, is that everybody's right to the wheelchair. Yeah. Well, I also believe that in some states where sidewalks are not uh, common or, or used... They they need to to get more of those built so people in wheelchairs, uh, you know I I I walk with a cane now and I really don't want to be walking in the streets but sometimes I end up having to also because there are big big cracks where trees are and they lift the sidewalks up and I can't walk around those, so I I know that you're a big advocate for that as well. Yeah. But in the meantime, if you would like more information or just would like to write to us, please do so at bonmar63 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and uh, I want to thank you, John, for talking about uh, everything with me today. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. You're entirely welcome. Okay. Well, take care, and uh, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. Be safe, be healthy, and happy. Farewell. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bonnie Lynn Show. Today I have with me Karen and John, my friends from Florida and right here in California. Uh, we're going to tell you some jokes because we think we need some uplifting uh, with all the pandemic and uh, all the terrible things going on in our country today. We thought we would tell you some jokes. So, Karen, do you have a joke for us? Or a story? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um... Why do you have to watch out for a ninja? I don't know. Why do you? They're silent, but deadly. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good one. So, does anybody remember the fire that uh, 
happened in our house um, back in 1987. And, I remember it. Oh, yeah. And uh, you, John, you were actually um, an honorary fireman. And let me tell you why. Because you took one of Karen's underwear and um, you put the fire out that was going on in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, that was really great of you to do that. We thank you for that. And, um, you know, Karen, I have to say that I think you're hot pants now. <laughs> Real hot pants with skid, mark, with skid marks inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> why, why not? But, yeah. But, um, so... Well, I guess, John, you're a hero. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I have actually a story. So, um, the owners of the building where I'm, I'm living um, have come by to check our units out. And in doing so, um, they checked the, the fire detector or the smoke detector or whatever you want to call it. And um, they told me they were going to replace it, which is fine. However, in coming into my unit, I discovered that the number six on my unit was dislodged from the top and it came down. So now I live in apartment number nine instead of apartment number six. And so now they're actually going to have to come out and fix that, too. So I live in between units five and seven, but now I'm in number nine, right? That's kind of weird. So, um, oh, well, that's life, right? In the fast lane? Okay. Yeah. Anybody else have... another joke I have. What's that? What's invisible and smells... Would that be you, Karen? <laughs> no, it's a funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see what There's else. There's another one. One more. Okay. What do you call a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, Karen. A spirit bomb. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Well, that that's kind of funny too. <laughs> well, well, here, here, here's something for you. When I was in the hospital, actually, it was post hospital. I was in the rehab center, um, actually, um, to get uh, assistance after my open heart surgery last year, and um, they wouldn't let me wear my uh, regular underwear. And I wondered why, but that's kind of irrelevant. Anyhow, I um, had to wear these adult diapers, which I really hated, uh, but I wore them anyway. And so every morning I would have to change them. And when I changed them, and I was in the little bathroom that I shared with my neighbor, um, I would pull them up, like, you know, the little kids commercial, how they advertise... Um, and they sing, 
um, as they pull up the die as the, they pull up their little um, pull-ups I would sing I'm a big kid now and I, I kind of thought that was a little funny I took the jingle from that commercial and I used it to lift my spirits while I was in the hospital during the pandemic and uh, th that was kind of funny in itself um, any any more any more jokes guys that we can or are you all are you all tired out <laughs> any any other funny stories oh I have one how about the time John in the 1980s when you and my mom went on errands and she took you to the post office in the neighborhood and um, my mom parked behind a very similar car same color I think it might have might have been the same vehicle just a different person owned the other car and you were looking at your mail after you picked up your mail from the P.O. box and uh, you weren't paying attention and you ended up getting into someone else's car by accident and it was a an Asian lady and my mom is behind watching the whole thing unfold and she's cracking up and um, yeah so she was like that little owl you know in that commercial how many licks does it take to eat a lollipop you know the the little Tootsie Pop, remember that or whatever? Yeah, she was she was singing like an owl, right? Yeah. Okay. You 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 must have been uh, a bit embarrassed. It was it was an identical car. <laughs> well, where were you? Where was your mind, John? What what were you thinking of? What could have What could have been so important in? A, in your mail that you weren't paying attention and you got into... I mean, that poor old woman probably thought she was going to get raped or something by you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, John. I I know that, you know, you know, that back then that's not what you were really going to do, but can you imagine the... Uh, the I, I couldn't even imagine the look on that woman's face. She looked over at me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she was going to ask you to marry her. <laughs> so, oh my God. Well, I, I, well, she's hitting her hand on the steering wheel. Oh, I can, I can imagine. Well, that's not the only thing. Um, I remember everybody. Well, not me because I don't smoke, but. In my household, or in the household, I should say, I remember when, especially because you told me this, uh, I think, recently, that you and my mom, or whoever was there, would would ashtray dive for cigarette butts. Cigarette butts. Yeah. Well, now, let me, let me just, uh, you know, tell you that I think that that is really kind of awful because... You know, they were already smoked. I mean, they were like ABC cigarettes already been, you know, choked, you know, as I call it. Because when you smoke, I think of people choking and coughing. But, you know, um, 
you know, that's, that's, that's pretty, like, weird. I mean... Well, there's still some left on it, you know. <laughs> I guess you have to be a smoker to understand that, because I really didn't understand why you guys did that, but uh, that that that's no pun intended when I said but just now. Oh, well, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think... Um, what else is there that that uh, is funny that could uplift people's spirits right now, considering... Hey, remember when we were in Uncle John's? Oh, I God. Did John's <laughs> oh, God. And, um, oh, Arnie, my God. you were in there, and myself, and I, yes. think, I think Linda was with us. Okay. And I remember... Um, that guy, another guy was sitting at another table and that the other guy said, I can belch louder than you can. And then John said, no, I can do it louder than you can. And all of a sudden you guys started burping. Actually, I think what happened was, is John, I think, belched first. And I think so. I think we were all clowning around. I mean, it was two in the morning. So, and we were all kind of crazy at that hour. But I think, John, you belched first. And then, <laughs> and then um, the guy heard you. And, and at that time, there was this big, humongous, I don't know what kind of a drink the uh, bartender was taking over. But it was humongous. And a humongous glass. And they took it back to the, the room. And then all of a sudden, we heard this enormous belch from the guy in the back. That that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we almost got thrown out of the restaurant at, at that point. Yeah. We, we almost did. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think we did. But, um, wow. That, yeah, that is kind of, uh, that was kind of pretty offensive. But uh, anyway, so any any more stories or jokes before we uh, um, end the the show here? John, you always used to come up with jokes. You always had something. Uh, I'm kind of surprised you're. Well, you're I can't not... think of anything right now. Oh but, well, uh... should you put your best foot forward? Yeah. <laughs> well, if for anybody who doesn't know, uh, my friend John here um, had to have part of one of his uh, legs removed from the knee below um, after an accident. And um, but you're you're doing um, much better now, I guess. Uh, hopefully, and mm -hmm. uh, Karen, you're living over in Florida. How how is Florida tonight? What's the... yeah, don't ask. Oh, well. Uh, don't you live a few miles from uh, the previous president? Yes, I do. Uh-oh. You should go knock on his door and say, let's play cards or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why not? Watch how fast I'll get arrested. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because you don't want to play, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, because he won't want to play. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. All right. Here's another joke. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, my butt likes 
you so much. It blew a kiss. Oh, God. Karen. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Yeah. It's a good thing we can't smell it from where we are. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God. All right. No buts about it. <laughs> no, no buts about it? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I, I think we've uh, clowned around enough uh, just to kind of maybe get some people to chuckle a little bit. And, uh, and Here's another thing, one, one okay. more. I just rang the incontinence hotline, the woman said. Can you hold, please? You get it? <laughs> can you hold, please? Well, in other words, can you hold your, you know, I, urine? I, 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 Karen, I, I got it. I, I got it. Thanks, thanks for the uh, yeah. extra explanation. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to tell you the joke about. Uh, you know uh, what do. Monica Lewinsky and a vending machine have in common. And that would be they both have an insert a bill slot. That, that, that's an oldie but goodie. I don't remember where I heard that one from, but it, it was it was uh, funny at the time. I don't know if it's really that funny now, but uh, it, it is a, a little bit uh, funny. I mean, what, what 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 they went through. I mean, and what we're going through now. We just need a little uplifting. So we we just uh, yeah we we just wanted to bring you guys a little bit of fun and hope and uh, hope you're healthy and happy. For the rest of the year, I hope things do get better, and uh, hopefully we'll all be able to uh, see each other soon um, as uh, the cases uh, subside. What do you go? How do you guys feel about that? Okay, it's a great idea. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but Karen, just make sure you change your underpants, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. One more. Oh my God! Okay. And that would be it for me. Okay. Jokes. I just <laughs> on my wallet. Now I have gas money. <laughs> oh, that's a oh, oh my. God. Ah. Oh boy. Well, why don't you just in the tank, and then you'll just have gas. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> there, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. That's a good one, one, too, Karen. Hookers don't... They let out pros, prostitutes. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. That, that is a good one, Karen. So, we'll, we'll leave you with the, these jokes and uh, whatever else. And uh, we'll say good night for now. So, all right, everybody. Good There's night. One more. One why more. Do, why do you smell? I don't know. Why do they smell? So 
so that deaf people <laughs> can enjoy them too. No, no. Oh, God. Where'd you hear that one? <laughs> Where'd you hear that one? From the same, from the same one. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I, I think we're having a little too much fun. Yeah, but, right. well, oh, all right, so, um, anyhow, um, I guess, uh, this will do it for our little comedy show, and, uh, hopefully, uh, everyone will, uh, get to, uh, have more freedoms as, mm -hmm. uh, as the, uh, pandemic subsides. So with yeah. that, I will say goodnight to everybody and thank you for listening. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Good night.